Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. We're back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. I'm Dave Schrader. Tom will be back with you on Monday, back in studio, back from Punta Cana. If you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> that's that's my contract runs out today. I'll be back on Tuesday to hang out. But uh, in studio with us from House of Comedy, Orny Adams is here. Orny, welcome to the show. Thanks Thank for being you. in. Thank you. Good to have you back with us. Yeah, always. Kim, you pick a good weekend too, huh? Finally. Yeah. I've been here where it's so cold that you, I mean, you can't even go outside for a second. No. I, know, I know you're sick of people telling you how cold it is here, but. Uh. No, I, I'm with you on it. I'm originally from Chicago and I came up here and, and I've never felt this kind of bone chilling <laughs> cold in my life. You know, it's funny. Chicago's beca- not so toasty. Well, I was in the suburbs, so we had the nice shelter of the, <laughs> of the oh, Medina okay. Golf Course buffering me from the cold air. But uh, yeah, it's no. This is a different kind of cold in Minnesota. This sure. is a bitter, horrible, mm. bone-killing cold. Yeah. See, I disagree. I grew up in St. Louis, and, and when I go home mm-hmm. and go, if I go home around Christmas time, and it's thirty-two degrees there, it is a lot. To me, at thirty-two, it's a lot colder there because of the humidity and the wetness in the air than it is here. Humidity does not help. Yeah. That's well. Although we did a big event up at the Palmer House Hotel in Sauk Center, Minnesota, about four years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, people came in from all around the United States to to do this event at the hotel, and it was so cold. The bank outside, 
was I think it was registering negative twenty three degrees, and with the wind chill was around negative forty for uh-huh. the weekend. Everybody's cars were frozen blocks of ice. Like you couldn't start right. a car. Yeah. No well, don't you have to like attach something to the battery that keeps it warm or something? Isn't there some sort of device that you <laughs> yes. Minnesotans do? Or I, I guess I'm just... yeah, you can put you can. As they say here, yeah. you can plug in your heater. car. Just yeah. two months ago, we were uh, we had a you know the big game, or just last month we had people <laughs> in for the Super Bowl. And when I was coming to and from the show, people were coming up to me, and one girl actually was serious. She was genuine. She was like, "How do you live here?" Because she was so cold. Mm. I mean, she was from Florida, and I was like, "What the hell are you doing here?" Because because <laughs> <laughs> we don't like Floridans. Yeah. Is that the deal? Yeah, it's uh, well, it's good, but you get to travel all over. You get to see the. The world yeah, I was weathers. in Edmonton last week, oh. which was freezing with yeah. snow. Uh, <laughs> next week, I go to Australia. Oh, nice. And then I go to, what am I doing after Australia? Southern California for a week. And then I go, this is a good one. I'm going to Mar- Monte Carlo, which is right next oh, to France. Nice. Uh, and I'm yeah. doing a, a private show with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pitbull, the rapper. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. you, get to, you get a chance to see it. Australia is beautiful. Have you been there before? I've been to Australia. I'm excited about Australia. And uh, you know, I'm just sick of traveling. It's too much on, on planes. and Yeah, there's you know, that. Too many people. Too many people. But I it's just... a good gig. Look at this. You get to go out. You have fun. You yeah. make people's lives better. You make them laugh. And well, then you get that's to see debatable. Wallabies. That's debatable if I make anybody's life better. That's, <laughs> that's, up for, that's up for discussion. I'm sure everyone's got an opinion like Minnesotan weather. Yes. So people chime in. We've got uh, we've got some good good news coming in, uh, JB and and Mike. Uh, I know Andy probably could care less on this, but it looks like the Vikings are now the overwhelming favorites to sign Kirk Cousins. You guys excited about this change? Nope. Woot woot. <laughs> and That's I'm it? not really. Nobody cares. <laughs> and I don't no, know. I, I, know I do care, but I this is not a a good move. And this is not what you would want. Nope. All right. I don't root oh. for any 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 NFL teams, but I kind of agree with Mike. I think he's going to be overpaid yep and the uh expectations for what he can deliver are going to be too high horny i hope your audience is a lot more excitable than this group because <laughs> well, i mean <laughs> oh, it sucks yeah it's a good time we get a good quarterback in i'd like to get somebody well, we can that's, trust that's, you stick a franchise tag on a guy that has had one good year we've we've run that gamut before yeah but this isn't a franchise quarterback yeah also this, yeah this right. is a no, guy I coming off two years of tags and he's right. not worth it yeah well, that's exciting news shot to hell, Catherine. I'm going to take off. I'll let you guys handle the rest of the show. I, I thought, thought it was going to be something people, you know, actually got excited yeah, about. It says exciting news. I, yeah. There will be a lot of people in this town who will get excited about it. Yeah. But, like I said, I don't root for any NFL team. And Mike, uh, Mike is a, he's a diehard Viking fan, but he has clear vision. Clear, clear vision. Yeah. What is clear about being a fan of the Minnesota Vikings? <laughs> well, he... Yeah. he he can see their flaws and he understands their flaws. There's a lot of Viking fans who they can never do any oh, wrong. Right? No, I'm with you on that. See, I'm all about being honest about your team. You love your right. team. They're good. Mm-hmm. They're, you cheer for them when they're bad. You can boom, and then oh, you're fair weather. No, I'm not. I, I pay a bajillion dollars. I pay tax dollars for the stadium. I want to enjoy the team yeah. that's playing. I'm allowed to beat them up a little bit. Why don't you root for any uh, NFL team? Uh, as I stated earlier, I'm from St. Louis. Yeah. And when they allowed the Cardinals to move, I was like, okay, I'm done with that league. Yeah. Any league that allows their teams just to willy-nilly move for the Rams. Well, the, and then to bring in – and I didn't even root for the Rams when they moved yeah. into St. Louis. So I was like, yeah, whatever. That's did all you, I'm with uh, the NHL. Yeah. Did you play for a team? Do you have a ring? Who did you play for? No, I worked – 
at the university, I work with athletes. So Got it. When they win championship rings, I get rings. Oh, nice. So. Well, congrats. Thanks. Well, see, is that a good deal for you when being a comedian? Do you try to book yourselves into venues that are near big plays, like for the Super Bowl or World Series? No, I wouldn't want to be near there? the Super Bowl. But if there's something cool going on, I will. I, I do catch some football games because that goes on during the day. Some sure. basketball games. Right. You know, I get to see um, from Boston. So to see, like, the Celtics play the Cavs or something in Cleveland, like, that's that's always fun. But, no, I don't do it. Well, uh, you kicked our ass last night. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I've stopped following sports. I don't know what uh, – maybe it's an age. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it just doesn't uh, – are you with me? Or? I, no, I am. Actually, I, I followed it for so long. I gave up on the NHL when they took the North Stars. Yeah. I fell into then watching the Vikings. I, I loved the Vikings for years, and now I'm just kind of, well, if it's on, I'll watch it with my kids. But it's that kind of thing. It just doesn't have that same appeal to me. At well, I don't know what happened, but there was a time that it, it seems like players sort of stuck around on a team for a while. Like right. I, There was Bird. It was the same Celtics for years. And now it just seems like I, I couldn't, week to week, it changes. Yeah. Anyway, and the the price tags that are being flung around out there that's yeah. insane well, that's crazy free free agency has changed the landscape of sports forever you know and that's the that's the bad side of free agency is that you know you don't grow up watching your heroes come from being a uh, rookie all the way through retirement mm-hmm. for the most part unless they were traded now yeah. it's like eh, i can't wait to get to the point where i'm become a free agent get the hell out of here green bay has pretty much kept that kind of family atmosphere though their, yeah. their team sticks with them for a good long right time. and they don't win yeah, they're horrible. That's the problem. Yeah. But LeBron, <laughs> LeBron picks teams like I pick uh, vacation spots. You know, it's like, oh, there's a party in Miami. Let's go to Miami. Like now, you know, uh, you know, Philadelphia won a Super Bowl. Maybe I'll go. I'll go there. They're they're getting hot. You know, it's like there's no. Uh, it's the love of the game, right? You just who cares? The love of the money or the love of the game? Wherever it's going to take you. I don't know. They're treating it like pickup basketball. You know. <laughs> exactly. Well, they said Kirk Cousins would likely insist that he has not yet made any decisions about his future with free agency. Still days away, but Las Vegas believes the star quarterback already knows where he will be playing in 2018. Mm. Uh, the New York Daily News noted on Friday that Las Vegas, more specifically, uh, considers the Minnesota Vikings to be the overwhelming favorite to sign Cousins. The Vikings have a 1-3 to odds to land Cousins, while the Denver Broncos have the second highest chance at 10-3 to odds which is a pretty significant gap. The New York Jets and Arizona Cardinals, the other two teams that have been mentioned as potential Cousins suitors are third and fourth. Well, this, this Does anybody want to play for the Jets or the Cardinals at this point? Nobody wants to play for the Jets. Right. Well, the Cardinals, you would. Uh, there's no income tax. And <laughs> there's that. And they do have a pretty decent defense. Yeah. But um, the, the, the uh, thing with this whole free agency period right now, you can. Um, you're not supposed to be talking to anybody. Nobody's supposed to be talking to anybody. And then on the 12th is a term something called. Um, uh, you're allowed to talk uh, talk to people, but it's not legal. <laughs> that, and I, I can't. I can't remember what it's called. Are ex-politicians running the NFL? <laughs> something like what that. What the hell's yeah. going on? Yeah, you can, you you can talk, but it's really not supposed to be happening. And then two days later, that's when you can start talking. Well, that day that you can start talking, most of the time the big deals are broken on that day. No, so that's what, well, right. Yeah, they, well, there's behind it, right? Is that the like the insider trading information? Right. Speaking of, did you see the news about uh, Peyton Manning? 
That's crazy. <laughs> what did he do? Drop thirty-one Papa John's chains. I mean, not even like shameless. Like not even like fifteen. Isn't that a? Isn't that a be law illegal. against that? There right? should be. Yeah. You, you know that the NFL is about to drop this deal, yeah. so you bail out on thirty-one restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't seem. Although right. somehow politicians are allowed to make mm-hmm. deals. You know, uh, knowing what legislation is on the table and what's going to be sure. passed. Well, that makes so, sense. Nobody yeah. else is taking care of the politicians. And, and so did, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, what's his name? Just uh, Icon just sold a, a ton of stuff right before the tariff announcement. So right. he knew it was coming down the pipeline. So we're the idiots. We're the idiots sitting in some little closet here in the middle of Minnesota without any inside information, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, it's it's disturbing to me. It's funny to watch the way this thing all plays out. I, I'll, I you know, I'll tell you something. Well, I had an inside tip on a on a stock. Right. I had an inside tip on a stock. Called my lawyer and I said, I, I know something's coming down, and and I was allowed to make the trade because I didn't work there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I was, it couldn't it couldn't be brought back to me. I I just knew the information. Uh, I've now yeah, you lost can... $15,000 on my my <laughs> oh. tip. So, oh. if that, you know. So, that was, uh, were you trying to short or are you trying to find like a tax uh, I don't, I'm not here, smart so enough to the... short. I buy it going, this company's about to be bought. Right. The news comes out that it's being bought and it goes down. It goes wow. down. How's so, that? I don't know. It's uh, that's my luck. I'm saying like, you know, these uh, we can't catch a break. It's not, the world isn't designed for us. Oh, that's no. uh, but that's doesn't great. that normally happen when you, when a company is sold, their stock actually is devalued? Well, it depends on who buys the company, right? If the if the head no, company I, is, I, yeah, is wildly I was told successful. it was, it was going to there was going to be immediate bounce to a certain right. number, mm-hmm. and then it would go from there. And uh, you know, I thought I was going to make in two three weeks sixty thousand dollars. Well, that still could happen, mm. right? Because if it drops, and I'm not much on the stock markets, but you know, if they if you believe in some of the conspiratorial angles behind these stock markets, yeah. that they may be positioning it so that it does drop, so mm-hmm. they can buy in at this lower price and then jack it back up so it's going to hit the that's what i I mean i just keep buying as the market goes down i buy i just keep buying right how can that possibly i'm the guy well because i'm like the guy in vegas who won't leave the table just bring more cash eventually it's going to go up you know that never seems to work for me i've tried that blackjack trip where you just keep doubling up the last bet you lost i went eight hands in a row and lost everything when i was out in vegas this last Uh. time didn't you buy uh papa john's stock uh three weeks ago (laughs) i don't want to talk about that i don't think it's popular to talk about about yeah. that uh house of comedy you're there tonight 7 30 and 9 30 some mm-hmm. tickets still are available saturday 7 and 9 30 sunday 7 p.m and there's information you can find i think it's house of comedy mn.com well yeah it's the mall you just yeah. go to the mall and go I, you just say where i i've i've been here i don't know how many times five times maybe i still do not know how to get from the hotel i live in the mall Okay, right. I live there. <laughs> I still don't know how to get every single night. It's a I get lost. I I panic. Now, I, are you in the hotel attached to the mall? Yes, and, and you're still having trouble. Why are you laughing at me, buddy? <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing I'm, near you. I'm I'm not an idiot. They, <laughs> well, the mall. The story would tell us differently. The mall. <laughs> the mall changes. It's like a it's like a lazy yes. Susan. They move. Bubba, Bubba's in Hogwarts, Orny. <laughs> yes, this it is. Hogwarts. The shit that they're yeah. not moving around the, the staircases on you. But here's here's why I bring this up. Mm-hmm. I'm I was supposed to be here next weekend. Right. I had to move that because. I'm, uh, you know, I'm 
fly on a private jet to uh, Monte Carlo. Fancy. So, um, but so there's a lot of people out there, and by a lot I mean 15 that think I'm here next weekend. <laughs> And you need to get your tickets transferred now right. to see me tonight or tomorrow night at the House of Comedy here at the at the mall. Sorry, and, only 13 of those people listen to this show, though, so I can't guarantee you right. we'll get you all 15. Get there early. Get like, there if you're early. there tomorrow, if your tickets are for tomorrow night, leave now. <laughs> because the mall morphs into a different... Uh, Go to the mall. We're on the fourth level. Right. Go walk around the mall. Ask any security guy where the fourth level is. They don't even know. It's... <laughs> A mysterious floor that doesn't even, it doesn't exist. It's like uh, being John Malkovich. It doesn't, <laughs> this whole experience doesn't exist. No? Yeah. It's not that hard. It's Why are you so cocky hard. about your mall navigation? The Because I get lost walking down the block without my GPS. The mall's the only thing I've conquered since I moved to Minnesota. You think if I could put you anywhere in the mall. Yes. I put you outside of, let's say, the Apple Store. I'm sure there's an Apple Store. Sure, or the Aquarium. Yes. Oh, yeah. You think you could find the House of Comedy. Oh, I know. Straight up. Mm-hmm. You can't get to the fourth floor from there. See, that's <laughs> no, why I know you you're already wrong. No. You're wrong. It is straight up from the uh, Short aquarium. straight up. Straight up brings you to you the movie theater. You have to take the... Now, uh, no, that's the other side. Now, oh, my wrong. God. I'll go with you. <laughs> Hang, out. Hang on. We've got more to talk about. You're listening to The Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. Never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? <laughs> Real nice. Chuck Nabla. <laughs> Chuck Nabla. <laughs> Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. So I must have got lost. I must have got lost. I must have got lost. Somewhere down the line. 
You know, the nice thing, too, Ernie, they make these kiosks now. You can just walk right up and you'll see where everything is. You can just look. I'll okay. show you how to get around the mall. I, I know you're trying to be fun. Let's cut the music when I'm talking. <laughs> Play when he's talking. When I'm talking, we can have no music. We don't. Let me tell you something. We don't need anything to texture the entertainment value when I'm speaking. Now, when he's... Get ready with... Are you ready? Is that Tom's son? No, no. Tom's son is on, on the voice in your the ears. Same Andy. look, this kid. Yeah, I'm over here. When he speaks, hey, buddy, Mike, Mike, are you on the music? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you understand how this is working? Or are you? Yes. Want? Okay. So when I'm not speaking, then the music comes on. Right. Gotcha. I'm with you. He's the he's just the constantly today, going up and down. Just yeah. Every time I the talk, music is on. Up. Do you see? <laughs> He's got other buttons to push. Yeah, he's... Wow. Internet porn's (laughs) keeping him busy over there. He can only focus on one thing at a time. So if you go... There's a kiosk. Right. Okay. So if I walk out of my my hotel Uh and I go... I'm right there. And I go to the kiosk. It looks like a big iPad. And I type in where I want to go. Well, they could type it in now. You See, I don't go to the mall market. C O M E, right? <laughs> D. You have to get to D. I did this three three different locations. Yeah. It says get in the elevator behind you. Go to the fourth floor. Okay. Mm. I get in. I press four. It goes down to one. Okay. <laughs> Let's start there. Then I go across the way. I do it again. It brings me to two. Stop. Okay. Then somebody points out there's a thing in it that says this elevator is not going to the fourth floor anymore. You need to go to the east end oh elevator. Let me tell you something. I don't have a compass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a mall. It can't be that hard. So when I show up and it isn't sold out, I right. just imagine, you know, a hundred people walking around the, mall, around the mall going, you know what? Like the Jews in the desert. Yeah. That's what's going on. Let's, they can't find you. Yeah. You know what? Let's just go to Cinnabon. <laughs> That's got just as much funny. What's the drink minimum at Cinnabon? It's a dumb mall. Whoever designed it is dumb. Can I tell you something? Sure. And this is—I'm in a mall last week. I'm in Edmonton. I don't even care if that kid's listening. I don't. I mean, seriously, what? What if you paid somebody minimum wage? Could they do the job instead of an intern? I mean. so I'm I'm in uh, and I'll talk about this on stage. I'm, I'm last week I'm I'm in another mall. I'm doing a tour of malls. Mm-hmm. I, I just like it, Tiffany from the '80s. Yeah, I like this. just yeah. kill me. So <laughs> I'm in Edmonton in Canada. I'm there for ten minutes in in, in the mall. Okay, and this is what you hear here. I thought like somebody scored a goal. I thought somebody scored a goal in the mall. Then you hear this announcement: active shooter. Active what? shooter. Oh my god. Active shooter. Huh. Then a pause. No. This is only a warning. This is a drill. Oh my god. This is a drill. No. Like why well, so I go, how about we open with this is a drill? <laughs> People are diving mm-hmm. into uh, like stores and they're putting so it was a drill for the workers at the mall to learn what to do if there was an active shooter. They don't tell us this. So I dove into something called Peoples, which is like there every kiss begins with K, right? <laughs> right they right. pull the gate down. This is when I realized how dumb people are that work at the mall. The the girl at the store across the way is about to close the date gate, goes out, grabs a sandwich board that's advertising their sale. <laughs> Make sure that doesn't get shot up, right? <laughs> then, then. Uh, so now I'm, I'm I'm hunkered down, and 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 they start speaking French. Now the French announcement. Well, the, it, 
seems like the French announcements are going on a lot longer than the English. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I, like, right. I think they're tipping like the real off. real information. Yeah. Right, right, uh-huh. right. American in peoples. Go get them. <laughs> so, wow. sick of malls. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, right. that's the same. Is that the same looking mall? Because that's the same people, right? The Edmonton mm-hmm. Mall? Yeah, but I didn't get, you don't get lost in that mall. You know what I mean? You can no? get to all the okay. floors. You know, only whoever opened this... <laughs> This comedy club said, so "Let's let's find a location where, where you can't even get to the fourth the floor in the mall." I mean, it's so it's absurd. You know, there's a place called. I used Ooters. to work there. I used to work there, and seriously, if I didn't park in the exact same spot every day, I couldn't get to it. There you go. Because there's like, you go in the parking ramp, and it leads right to it. But if you don't park in that ramp, if you park anywhere else, I don't know. It's like yeah. The fourth floor is like, you know, 1% the size of the third floor, so you have to know the exact spot Thank to go you. up. Twilight right. Is. There isn't like a it's walkway a all the way around. It, no. No, no. You know what it is? The guy who probably designed like casinos in Vegas said, uh-huh. let's do it the same way so they can't leave. Right. They stay. But yes. what happened was in Vegas, if you're going to gamble, you're just going to find a slot machine, a table, wherever you are, right? Mm-hmm. They, they don't understand. We're trying to find Cinnabon <laughs> in Orny's comedy show. Well, I, it- I was completely lost in, uh, in Caesars one time. Mm-hmm. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't get out. I'm like, where's the door? They Where won't tell the you. They I will not wondering. tell you. No, I had to, I had to find a security guy. I'm like, could you please lead me to a door? I know I sound like an idiot, but I can't get out of here. And what do they say? How much? How much have you lost? He's, we can't no, let you no, leave until you've lost. He said this. He said this happens 50 times a day. Yeah. I have to bring somebody to the door. No one can find the doors. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there. Right. So if there was an active shooter, we we couldn't even get out. If there was a fire. <laughs> no. You'd never find the door. No Aren't way. there people jumping to their deaths from this mall, too? <laughs> yes, there are. Right. Well, there you right go. Right on the aquarium They side. couldn't find their way out. Yeah. They're <laughs> not unhappy they people. Just, no, they're not up. unhappy people. <laughs> they just gave up trying to get out. I almost fell off the roof trying to find my show last night. And I'm a happy person. And they would have been like, oh, he killed himself. No, he didn't kill himself. He couldn't find the... They tried to get to the hotel. Couldn't get to the hotel. I have noticed they have, they have installed like this lounging lounge area. Where people can, it's not food court. It's just like another place you can go and just like sit down and, and relax. Just rest. Right. Really? Yeah. Maybe rest from your four mile walk trying to find the comedy club. Hmm. Yeah, I was there uh, talking about the weirdness of it. I was there the one day when Shoplifter, they're chasing him through the mall. He just takes a header off that third floor deal, just runs right oh. up to the elevators and takes a dive right off towards the stage below. By accident? No, that oh. was it was his escape route, I guess, and boom, that was it. He was done. But that was oh talk about disturbing. You're like, <laughs> you know, nobody's prepared for that when you're walking around at the Mall of America, and that was right on the floor below. You were there. The it's like, what yeah, did you hear? Right Assassins? Did you, you hear? think Assassins Creed is real? You can just <laughs> yeah, climb yeah, all like over the place and drop his three. Way through this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he just came flying around. Uh, they, they were chasing him, and he. It was. I don't know what he was saying. He just literally just hit the bar and went wow. right over, and that was it. But yeah, that that side of the mall is really strange because there's, and it's mostly that side. There's a lot of suicides that take place off that fourth deck. Oh, is that true? Oh, I thought yeah. they were doing it from outside. No, they're hitting it off the the uh, the parking ramp, I guess. Ah. Yeah. So should they put netting or something? I think it wouldn't be a bad idea. They've had a lot of problems with that there. Yeah. I mean, they don't yeah, advertise that a whole two, lot. Three and four. <laughs> So you, as he pulls up the Mall of America website for me, let's look up death total in there for us, Mike. 
Well, remember when they first opened and it started getting heavy into the gang run. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah, Minnesota gangs. You don't want to mess with them, are Well, no. You know, after the late... Norwegians. There is some, there is some uh, hanging out that goes on. Yeah. When the mall seems closed. Sure. Like when I'm walking back at the oh, end of yeah. my shows, I go, uh, this isn't... Uh, you know, let's. I'm going to get back to the hotel and get there safe if I can find it. But no, but, hey, but the the upside is you get to go to Australia where it's easy to find everything. But everything out there is trying to kill you. Yeah, that's a weird country. I'm going back out there in June. Where are you going? Um, quarantine station. Where is that? Uh, Melbourne. Yeah. So we're going to be going out for that and. Uh, for yeah, what? It, I, I do live events out there with listeners from my radio show, and we're going to be out there for a. <laughs> conference and uh it's it's just it's a beautiful place i love going out to visit but <laughs> like they're telling me oh we've got spiders that kill our snakes oh. they've got just creatures everywhere that want to yeah. eat you kill you and, and yeah but not in a city you know you're no right. but you're out in the, well that's where we're heading out is to the, <laughs> we're oh. not in the outback but like I, I, it's just weird that's a i'm not a big outdoorsman i did a i did a show in in arizona last year a private show right and at the hotel and the, i had a like a it was a gorgeous resort, right. gorgeous suite, and I had like what looked like I was at like a like a um, like a, a, a fancy W hotel type thing. Like I had a oh, patio sure. with f- white furniture and and it like uh, what do you call those things? Uh, the like uh, when you go to, uh, to the pool, you can rent a cabana. Oh, I cabana. A cabana. Anyway, I'm about to go outside to enjoy this with some you know I'll order some breakfast in, and there's a thing on the sliding door that says. Beware of uh, uh, creature, uh, you know, uh, desert creatures. They, they call them desert. And there was a picture of a, like a scorpion. And, uh, you know, uh, apparently you open that door for a second. These things fl- come into the room. Right. They hang out. And they hang out in your shoe. So you've got to. So I, I go, this can't be real. Anyway, two people at the conference that I was performing for got bit by these things. No Because they had gone outside and they creeped in. They'll, they'll hang out in your shoes. They'll hang out in your bed. And you're supposed to, before you go to bed every night, people in Arizona shake their covers out. You know what I mean? Jeez. Yeah. That's why, that's why real estate's cheap there. Right. You know what I mean? See, Minnesota cold doesn't sound so bad now. It kills yeah. off all that killy stuff. Yeah. All that bitey killy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's much safer to stay indoors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't do that much. Uh, very cool. So you're, you're doing a lot of traveling. You get to see all these great places. Has there been a place where you've just like been so psyched to get there, and when you get there, the audience is completely out of touch with, with what real humor is? No, because, you know, that's my job to relate. You right. know what I mean? Like sometimes I was in South Africa. It took me about three weeks to finally figure out exactly. Because you go in there, and you're sort of unaware. You know, that's that's what Americans do. We, we were unaware. So I was doing at the time jokes about fabric softener. Well, you, you know, after like week two, I go into a supermarket. There is no fabric softener. They've right. got one brand of like government issue powdered, you know, uh, laundry soap, detergent. Laundry soap, right? And that's it. So, yeah, it's you got to sort of know your market. And, and so when I go to these other countries, there's a feeling out process. But uh, no. No, never yeah. have any problems with just flat audiences on you. No, because that. you know, unlike a lot of comedians, like I'm, I'm not divisive. I'm not there to divide. I don't, I don't discuss politics or religion. I, I'm there to sort of show how we're more common than uncommon. Right. I want people to look around and go, "Geez, we're all the same." Right. Um, and so, really, it's about human nature, and uh, it's you know, it's a study of of humanity. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Uh, love is love.
I, I give you guys a lot of credit. I, well, just hold on a, a second. Not everybody. What? You give me credit. No, well, I give you <laughs> credit. I give uh, comedians in general, though, watching the audiences. Yeah. I can't believe uh, I was in a club not too long ago, and we're sitting there, and while the openers are doing their thing, the women at the table behind us are talking at this full volume. Just, yeah. where are we going to go over? And, and it's just throwing everybody off. And one of the guys goes, shh. And he goes, why? He's not the headliner. Wow. And you're just like, wow, uh, the, the mindset that people yeah. are just so... Out of touch with what's going. It's unbelievable. Going well, can't you just do your thing while I'm doing this yeah. over here? Why should it matter? She was right at the table up by the front. Wow. So I don't know how comedians don't just plunge forks in the eyes during <laughs> yeah. the entire show. Yeah. That would be. Uh, I don't think I could handle that kind of abuse. Do you deal much with? Uh, I, I would guess yeah. with your kind of uh, humor and, and and the way you do your presentation, you don't get a lot of hecklers, do you? I'd be. No. I'd be afraid you're going to just tear the living crap out of them. Yeah, I go after them. I I just find it really rude. You know, like if you're not enjoying the show, right. and you know, I'm not. I'm sure people have come to my show and don't enjoy it. Just quietly leave. You right. know, or if you need to check your phone, just quietly. Leave, you know, just I I rudeness bothers me because there's plenty of people around them sure. having a good time so mm-hmm. if you're there enjoying the show and somebody picks up the phone that light is so distracting right and it makes other people go geez this guy maybe he isn't that funny this guy's looking at his phone and then they think maybe i should look at my phone and it starts it takes you out of right where your head should be and same with talking and uh really shame on every club that doesn't uh, we call it policing that doesn't go around and say to people hey you, you got to get off your phone uh, that's what used to happen. And people, there used to be decorum and people used to have respect. And that just, we're lacking that in the world right now. You know, people used to cover their mouths when they yawn. Now people just walk around. They're going, Aah. you know, like they're the king of the jungle. You know, they don't say, excuse me. I say, excuse me, even if I'm alone. I practice. <laughs> well, <clears throat> now you, you know, you ask somebody to turn off their phone or whatever, and they'll almost want to throw a punch at you yeah want to come to blows no that's like pulling like the crack pipe away from somebody you know yeah yeah it's it's a weird we've been talking about on the show a lot there's just that disconnect now people just don't have the same kind of cultural understanding of what courtesy is and and you know there's just that that divide which i don't know how you get back over but in in your guys job doing comedy you are you're taking them out of where they're at mm-hmm. into a different world that's got to be distracting as hell not only for the other people around them but for you because then does it I, i've watched i have a friend of mine a comedian mike brody and if he sees somebody's like not into it it just it screws with his head sure. because he just wants to know how do i get you back yeah. and that kind of <laughs> that's got to be a, a hellish aspect yeah. of, of playing the game yeah 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 all right uh well you don't have to worry about that the show's going to go great tonight <laughs> saturday sunday you can check them out 7 30 9 30 tonight saturday 7 and 9 30 sunday at 7 p.m at the house of comedy at the mall of america orny adams we've got one more segment with them stay tuned this is the tom bernard show what are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. 
If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tiffany Mall Tour continues. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Had a good embarrassing moment with Tiffany back in the 80s. She was at uh, Woodfield Mall in Chicago, Illinois. She was about to perform. I had no clue who she was. was, Sean Burke. Yes. And I come walking up, and I'm standing there, and there's this little redhead. I swear to God, she was nothing more than four and a half feet tall. She's standing there. She goes, what's going on? I go, I don't know. Some chick named Tiffany is going to be singing out here. She goes, have you ever heard her? I said, no. I go, she looks hot. She goes, yeah, I guess she does. So I go back over, and we're watching the show, and all of a sudden they introduce Tiffany, and she comes bounding out. Looked nothing like her picture. Still a pretty girl, but didn't look like the flaming redhead. Yeah. And didn't have on all the makeup and everything like that. A nice embarrassing moment of, oh, yeah. And then she comes out singing and points at our group and has a good laugh at our expense. But, uh, yeah, the the mall tours, uh, listen to this now. Lisa Bonet. Well, wait a minute. In all fairness to me, I'm not playing in the food court. No, no, I know. You're the one that brought up. She was, like, in the middle of the food court. I'm in a very – I'm in a contained comedy club situation. Mostly. I mean, it's uh, on a level that doesn't exist in a mall. It doesn't (laughs) exist. All the people are just holograms. Uh, Lisa Bonet is finally weighing in, which I know everybody's been waiting for, on the Bill Cosby controversy. She says, there was no knowledge on my part about his specific actions, she told Power or Porter Edit, but – there was just energy, and that type of sinister shadow energy cannot be concealed. Mm. Bonet, 50, played Cosby's daughter Denise on The Cosby Show. Bonet said she always sensed a darkness in Cosby, but maintained she never knew anything it's about racist. his alleged it's racist. Activity. Did you hear that? Seriously. <laughs> I, by the way, I sensed... <laughs> I, I sense a darkness in the room right here. Do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I want to say, I don't it's want, Mike. I want, he's just very... He's got a brooding soul. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because... Darkness Dave. Yeah. His, his radio show is called Darkness Dave. Yeah. Darkness Radio. Yeah, yeah. Darkness it's, Radio. Uh, it says here, if I had anything more to reveal than it would have uh, happened a long time ago, she said, that's my nature. The truth will set you free. It's funny how she's only waited like four years to come out about this truth, though, huh? Yeah. It's time to get back in the public eye, you think? Uh, I get, where has she been? You know, she's married to the guy who played Aquaman. Huh. Oh, uh, uh, MoMA? Yeah, Jason Moma or whatever his mm-hmm. name is. Yeah, no kidding. Yep, I did not. How do you married. know that? I just happened to be masturbating. Jason no. Moma. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just surfing one day and says, um, had had a picture of him as Aquaman, and it just said, "See who his wife is." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." So I clicked on it. Yeah. Bait. Look and at it was, you. And it was like Lisa Bonet. And I was like, I'd have never guessed that one. Yeah. And I think she, well, she's older than he is. Wow. She was stunning in her day. I haven't oh, seen yeah. any pictures is. lately. Is she? Yeah. yeah. yeah she's 12 yeah. years older than Mike, him. can you pull that picture back up of her, the, the more recent picture you had in the article? Yeah, she's not. Oh, yeah. 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 
Yeah. She's uh, hey. yeah, and she's on the cover of Porter or whatever Porter Edit. Not uh, not too shabby, but yeah, it's weird how her career just kind of vanished. But she yeah. got she got all kind of heady and too much into it. Did you have uh, sleep? To get into comedy, was there were there uh, were there people that really inspired you to do this, or was this just something that you know Tom Bernard really was really the reason? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I let's see, you know, I, one of my biggest influences, and I'm not saying this because I'm here. This is cited in a lot of uh, interviews I do. Is Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan, you know, I took artistically more from Bob Dylan and Mick Jagger than any any comedian. Uh, you know, I took stage presence and writing and uh, sort of their how they creatively uh, put out. So uh, that's that's that. So when I'm in Minnesota, you know, I feel like uh, I, I'm hoping the cold will do to me <laughs> what it did to Bob Dylan. That's Robert Zimmerman. I've never, I've never heard a comedian uh, credit anybody outside of the comedy field for what makes yeah. their stage presence work or where they're, they're coming from. Yeah. When he said, not just because I'm from here. First name that popped in my head was Hedberg. Love Mitch. Love Mitch. Somebody just posted a picture recently of me and Mitch uh, at the DC Improv years ago. Years ago. Uh, Mitch and I were uh, friends. Mitch and I, uh, he wanted to live with me, but I knew there was something going on. There was a darkness to Mitch. Uh, I know a lot of times we don't Thank use Thank you, Orny Bonet. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just knew it probably wasn't wasn't for the best. But, uh, you know, I used to... I, used to love working with mitch and what a talent yeah. what a talent so, and zero influence on my career so did he travel with a bass player or did he just find one in every I, city he you know I, that was just one specific tour that i think maybe or you know or a show i don't think he did that all the time oh, but okay. uh, you know if you're mitch it can't be that hard to find somebody to come up and play right bass but uh, what a talent just man what a writer and uh yeah, it's it's a bummer he hasn't put out uh, anything recently. <laughs> I had uh, I, I never heard him when he was around. I just I don't even know being in Minnesota how that skipped over my my world. Yeah, and I didn't. I, I listened on my serious car radio, and I'm listening to the comedy station. I started hearing him. I'm like, God, this guy's hilarious, and started doing the research online and found out about his his untimely death. But it was just like, wow, I, yeah. it is amazing how somebody that's that talented. And is explosive everywhere. How pockets of people know about it, but it's not everyone. Yeah, yeah. Mitch was Mitch was amazing. What what stations on Sirius do you listen to? Uh, you know, I can't tell you the exact titles of them. I know they're just all in a cluster. There's like about five yeah. comedy channels all yeah. in a row. I, the Foxhole and yeah. Well, the Foxhole has been changed to uh, Kevin Hart. Oh, has it really? Yeah. Oh, it isn't uh, Jamie Foxx's Foxhole anymore. No, it's not Jamie Foxx's oh. Foxhole anymore. It's now Kevin Hart's Laugh or something. Yeah. Oh. Um, then there's like Laugh the, USA. There's, there's uh, Jeff uh, and Larry's Comedy, comedy Channel. Right. So. Yeah, comedy Roundup. Comedy, comedy Roundup. Roundup. I, I will say this. And Laugh Canada. Laugh Canada. Yeah. yeah. So tonight, uh, and I don't know exactly at what time, but <laughs> on Laugh USA and on Raw Dog. And oh, perhaps yeah, that's on Jeff and Larry's Roundup, but definitely Laugh USA and um, Raw Dog. They will be premiering for the first time my latest comedy album, which is called More Than Loud. And it's been on Showtime since December. And uh, tonight, if you want to hear the entire album, 80 minutes unedited, go to Raw Dog. And if you want to hear uh, a, a cleaner version where you, you can sit there with your eight year old kid, uh, go to Laugh USA, and it's called More Than Loud. 
Or you can do it even better and go right out and see you perform live tonight at the House of Comedy at the yeah, Mall of America. Please do that, too. And please, uh, you know, it's on demand on Showtime right now, and it's airing on Showtime. And you can watch it and come out and see uh, some new stuff and some of the, the greatest hits and uh, have a good time. If you can find the fourth floor. <laughs> Have that you, uh, mall. Apparently, in the news, I'm being sent this uh, telling you uh, if you get an offer to go to Playa del Carmen, Mexico, mm-hmm. you should pass on that offer. Right Why? Now. It says the State Department abruptly closed the U.S. consulate in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. They're prohibiting all U.S. government employees from traveling to the popular resort town. Mm-hmm. Government sources tell CBS News the measures were taken because, <laughs> because of a real crime threat. Yeah. That's the cartel. You can't, uh, you know, they were finding bodies on beaches down there. Wow. Yeah. Dead. By the way, dead. I'm not talking about, like, well, sunbathing. Right. right. Like, like, everyone in the room got, a, like, a look on their face. It says a security alert is now in effect for all Americans considering mm. travel to Playa del Carmen. You think that they would work out some kind of deal with the resorts that would pay to keep you safe and keep not their people safe? Not after the tariff. Safe. Not uh, after uh, NAFTA. Yeah, that's true. Oh. Yeah, that's going to make traveling real interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I thought Mexico was pretty much like off limits because of everything that's going on. Yeah, there. that's what I hear. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't even get out that side of the world. There's too much nonsense going on. I try to try to stay in the Midwest where it's safe. Safe. We've got uh, Orny Adams live in studio again. He's going to be at the House of Comedy at the Mall of America tonight, Saturday, and Sunday. There are some tickets out there. More Than Loud is uh, the name of the comedy special that's on Showtime. You can find it on demand, right? It's on demand, on and uh, it's airing. But you can watch it anytime you want. And if you have uh, uh, Apple TV or Amazon Prime or Hulu and you pay for Showtime, you can watch it right now. You can watch it uh, on demand. And it's, Maybe uh, that's what Mike really is doing over there. He's watching it the whole time. Well, he's not li- I don't think he is. Chuckling, <laughs> he's chuckling still angry. He got yelled at and scolded. He's, he's such a powder. Uh, <laughs> he's he going to need a hug when you leave. I can sense he's not that. not going to get one from me. Come on. Red face. <laughs> Do you... Uh, Hey, I wouldn't mess with that Sicilian if I was you. Yeah. Oh, I would. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fear in there, huh? No, I've tangled with the best. <laughs> do you do you feel that there's any kind of reflection when you hear, hear the stories like with Bill Cosby or you see all the stuff going on in Hollywood right now and affecting mm-hmm. – I mean, does that have to put you on the spot of being careful of how you talk to people at the clubs before and after shows, mm. everything like that? Or are you just – I'm just going to keep doing what I do and not worry about – yeah, I mean, I I feel like I live a very you know wholesome life, Do and you? I yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not religious, but I don't, you know, I, to me, I like fairness and justice, and I you know, I would never do these things. So uh, to me, you know, if we're going to shake the tree and get some of these people out of it that have been mistreating people, whether right. they're men or women, or for whatever reason they're horrible people, get them off my planet. Let's make some way for people that are playing by the rules and are good to people. And, uh, you know, so to me, uh, I'm sitting back quietly going, this is great. So are you just, like, calling up all the places that Louis C.K. had to cancel from, see if they got a gig open for you? Well, he's play- he was playing bigger venues yeah. uh, than me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't weigh in personally on, on any right. of these stories because uh, I don't you, don't you never know the details. You know, like when you see, like, a, a couple breaking up, you go, Jesus, I always thought they were so happy. Like you, Or you see a couple, like, you have friends that fight all the time. Like, why are they together? You don't know what goes on in right. private. But I will tell you, as somebody that has 
been subjected to unfairness in Hollywood, whether it's from uh, it could be female executives or gay executive, male executives, uh, men. It, it, it goes on and it's horrible. And uh, I, I'm not opposed to uh, a meritocracy where the, the person with the most talent moves forward rather than, you know, for the wrong reason. What? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, I'm putting my foot down. Way to shake it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a rebel. I know, you are. Does that, uh, is it weird, though, when you say, you know, people don't know what's really going on, but then you have guys like Louis who, they were, he was pretty open about what he was doing, I guess, and just everybody seemed to know this story coming out. Are, are you surprised it took as long for some of these stories to to finally surface, or do you think it's just become a pecking party now? Again, I'm not going to comment specifically, I don't mean specifically uh, on him, but I just mean, are you surprised to see that kind of? I'm surprised there isn't more out. Really? On 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 some hmm. some situations. Really? I, I think that, that uh, rhyme with well, I Richard just think, I just think that uh, <laughs> I just think that if. I <clears throat> had a secret about somebody that was in the business right now. Mm-hmm. I would keep it to myself. So uh, I don't think it's in people's best interest to come forward. I I, I wouldn't want to be labeled, uh, be known as the guy that was victimized or be entangled or f- feel like I have to defend. It's we're, We live in a horrible society right now where, you know, victims are shamed, unfortunately. And right. it's not easy to come forward as a victim. And as somebody that... Has on a very, very minor level been put through some things. I have never discussed it, nor would I ever discuss it, um, because it just it's it's for me, and uh, you know. So I, I think um, I, th- I I think there's uh, you know there could be more. It's it's easy for comedians to jump on the bandwagon. They do it on on mm-hmm. late night talk shows all the time to start taking shots at the the celebrities that are kind of under fire. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen that same kind of thing going on now with everything. Anyway, Weinstein is the only one that seems open target to anybody. Yeah. to take shots at. But it's the other the celebrities aren't taking the shots at the other celebrities as much for for having these kind of instances going on. Do you think that's just because many of them have these skeletons are afraid if they start whacking at somebody else somebody's gonna go interesting you brought that up Orny. i seem to remember you and a clown yeah no uh, i don't think necessarily i just don't think it's good for business right you know i i I think that um let's put it this way it's a lot easier if i were to bash bill cosby be a lot easier to do it now that he's Mm -hmm. 80 rather than 40 and super relevant so i think as time goes on and people become less relevant, mm-hmm. I think more is going to come out about, and I'm not even saying about the names that have been mentioned. There could be other names. I, I, and I'm not saying I have any specific information, but I'm just saying that, um, you know, once people die or they're just not relevant, uh, that's when people seem to really come forward. Well, sure, it's a lot easier to kick them at that point. Cause- it's not, is it kicking them? I mean, they did something to somebody. You know, well, but but you bring a point up. Yeah, it is kicking because if you didn't have the balls to do it when they were sitting on top, no, then it's just kind of kicking. Because at that point, I just feel like you're. You but know, that's victim shaming because it isn't the balls. It it takes a lot to come forward as a victim. Right. First of all, no, first I, of all, I get that. I'm not talking necessarily about the victims. I'm talking about people that knew that. I don't know. I I don't, have you ever? I mean, I have you ever had a gun in your face? I've had a gun in my no. face. Okay, you, I, I've had a gun in my face. Okay, you. <clears throat> pardon me. You, even to this day, I go. Did I really have a gun in my face? Like, it's just, it was my mind playing games on. Like, it, our own clarity isn't that much. Right. So, I mean, like, we, our minds, and, and, and do I want to say I had a gun in my face? Because now maybe someone else put a gun in my face. Like, it, it, you just. It, I get you. I, I think in, it, it's it's hard. 
And and I think that that I commend victims, true victims, people that have truly been victimized. For, when they come forward, right. I, I think it, it takes a lot of courage. And until you've been a victim, I'm telling you, I've not been a victim where I've been sexually assaulted, thank God. But I can't imagine the courage it takes to come forward. I agree. Orny Adams, you can see him tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday at the House of Comedy at the Mall of America. Make sure to check for tickets or just walk on up if you can and visit with him. We'll be back. We've got more right here on the Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Oh my god, I was singing this song like all day the other day. Oh, not really? this version. Yes. This is uh, Steve Tyler, isn't it? Uh, not Perry. Sorry, I'm having Slow audio issues. <laughs> I'll send my headphones like That'll happen. That'll happen. I got something for you. Now that I'm a gopher football fan. Oh, no. All of a sudden, they're 9 and 0. Where's no, that? Oh, here comes God. that bandwagon. Bandwagon, this baby. Is Jump right interesting. on. And maybe you know the story. And the reason I am is because Love it. JB has given me some gopher uh, wear over has the he? years. Oh, yeah. God, I've never gotten any. <laughs> and so every time I wear it, I forget that it's on. But lately, people are like, yeah, gophers! I know. So anyway, do you know the story of the whole it's row cute. the boat thing? Yeah. No. I, I have not. no right, idea. Hang on. Don't, don't, don't tell them. I, yeah. have, I have no idea. All of a sudden, it was like, like ruining the everything. Like, what am I about? Just read the stuff in between the green. You're going to need your specs. In Sorry, it's small. Green. I had to take a picture of it. Perhaps a hand. On February 9th, 2011, Fleck lost his second son, Colt, to a heart condition. Oh, why do you have me reading this? <laughs> Jesus. Thanks. Come on, Tissues. Casey Kasem. Oh, that made me so sad just now. <laughs> On February 9th, 2011, Fleck lost his second son, Colt, to a heart condition. Uh, Row the boat originated after his son passed away. As you hold your son as he passed... Ah, come on! <laughs> Don't look at me, Andy. As you hold your son as he passes away, your whole life changes. What you believe in, how you believe in it. Uh, what you've done to that point where you're going to go, 
and how you're going to live your life all changes. But row the boat is really my second son's life as I continue to live his life for him. It's his life. Thanks, Doug. Come on, it's I'm a great head story. The, I'm heading to the hey, house I teared now. up, too, when I read it. Oh a friend God, of mine posted it on Facebook, and I always just assumed it was one of these sports things like, yeah. let's give it 110%. Right. It's actually impossible. But we'll um, try. And then I read this, and it goes on and on. And now I like him. Now you right. stuck me liking the guy. It works. What the hell's that? He's well worth liking. I is get he? him to tear up Absolutely. and like somebody in the you first make me five minutes. I got my wow. son sitting right here, and I got to read about go. a kid dying. You might as well just quit. <laughs> yeah, you might as well just quit, exactly. <laughs> It'll never get better than this. Time to quit, you pill. That is a magnificent story. Yeah, it is great. It's a great story. And now, PJ, I'm still telling you flat out because I know you're listening. <laughs> Makes me like you a lot more, but still, close your mouth when you chew gum, you dope. <laughs> God, I hate when people do that. <laughs> close your mouth. <laughs> what? I just, I wonder. I mean, in the in the heat of the moment, do you think he's even paying attention? I, I mean, don't care. seriously, I, he this hasn't. Is all about I don't me. know that he's always chewed gum, though. Has he? I don't think he has because no. I noticed that the one of the last games too. I'm like, did he no, chew gum? I, seriously. I have a question for you. You do. You were at Alex's wedding, right? No. Oh, you weren't. No, was not. we Sorry. weren't familiar. We didn't even yet. know. We weren't oh, okay. familiar. Right. Yeah. So we didn't know Katie yet. No, we did not. And Catherine, you will remember this. And um, why were when, you invited? I don't know. <laughs> Very strange. I think he snuck in. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine and Tom are walking to the front of the church. There was somebody that was nervously chewing gum, like. I was not oh, chewing. I've never God. seen you chew gum before. Not he, with my mouth. Oh open. yes, you were like. <laughs> you were so stressed out. My it was family, unbelievable. Oh my my, my f- family told me I had I couldn't chew gum for that very reason. Oh well, yeah, smacking. Yeah. One of my favorite things about that is so the ceremony's over and I'm bawling my eyes out and so is Catherine and I'm walking down exiting the church and my doctor, Doctor Paul Olson Bear, one of the great guys on earth. He looks up at me and he just puts out his hands like, "Oh, I feel so sorry." I put wet Kleenex in his hand. <laughs> I I put a completely soaking wet Kleenex in his hand from my tears. And I've never seen you chew gum before he, or since. He, I'm not big on it. Yeah, once you, in a while yeah, I do it. Yeah, you used it. to go through phases where you'd chew gum. I would once in a while. Now I just live my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all I'm doing. No question about it. You Gum's roll, good on an airplane. I roll the boat. That's exactly right. Gum's good on an airplane or if you have super bad coffee breath. Then it's like gum. Got to have yeah. gum. Other than that, no. I'm not allowed to chew gum. Oh, yeah, with your TMJ. I would still oh, rather do the uh, Mentos than I would uh, gum. But they're chewy, too. Yeah, they are. They, they can be chewy. Mentos. Yeah. I can't have. I'm not supposed to even eat bagels. Bagels. They are, but bagels. Bagels. Mentos bagel don't last long. No, they don't. They don't. That's like, why he eats an I entire tube. Yeah. Like, I eat a tube in about oh. fifteen seconds. Oh, <laughs> Me too. If you snort them, they hung up in the back of your throat <laughs> yeah. and last a little longer. Yeah, probably. Probably. I liked the fruity ones when I was a kid. Oh, mentos are just oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Mentos. Catherine, I'm going to run this. Maker. I'm going to run this question for everybody at the table because you already know about this. I do. This morning on the KQ Morning Show, we read a story that said half of Minnesota lakes do not meet regulation standards. Or half for, for, for what, what size is? or for for being oh, clean? What oh, aren't those lakes oh. doing right now? Okay, pollution standards, right? <laughs> okay. Are they all city lakes? lakes? So I said uh, when I read that, I said, "Well, I have a question for you. Did they lower the standards?" 
Because nobody ever asked that question. This was just put forth as half of our lakes are polluted. That's how they put the story out there. I said, well, did they change the regulations to the level? Well, it went from 50 to 10. <laughs> wow. So you can't do that to people. Is that well, for- they're, they're, They have everybody convinced that we're going to die from our lakes. Uh, why do they do that? Is that, is that for phosphorus levels? or Mercury. Ask- and mercury. mercury is naturally occurring in lakes. That's the whole problem they got. Mer- mercury occurs in lakes naturally. Not all of it, of course. Yeah, you have to set a base level that isn't panic-inducing. Yeah, I mean, they went from be... 50 to 10. Mm. <laughs> what? What'd you say, Andy? So I thought phosphorus was, was a bigger a deal. Yep. Phosphorus is around certain, like farms. Well, yeah. 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 Well, phosphorus is around. Fertilizer, fertilizer so if runoff. It, if bad. you're in a lake with too much mercury, mm-hmm. what does it... Well, it's probably yeah. not good for the wildlife who all keep lakes a, have know. mercury in them. I know, but if you're eating fish out of a lake that's got high mercury content, then that's <coughs> yep, bad. That's right. If but the I ducks are it. dabbling in it, you're and you're eating those ducks. Dabbling ducks. Dabbling ducks. Andy, could you do me a huge favor? Would you look up and see how many lakes were beyond the standard when it was at fifty instead of ten? I'd be interested to know how many lakes qualified then. Half the lakes are... It's like, don't report news like that without telling everybody the whole story. Do we ever tell the whole story in in the news anymore? Ever? No. Too hard. Who's on the phone? Uh, Our guest. Oh, we have a guest? Yep. Right uh, right from Jump, we have a guest. Do they know anything about Mercury? Uh, yeah, do you know anything about Mercury? He might. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Freddy, good maybe? Well, let me tell, tell you, Will Lee Martin, laugh this off, pal. We're all going to die. No, that's not true. <laughs> Comedian William Lee Martin, two stand-up specials debuting in time for the holidays. We'd love to hear it. How you doing, William Lee? How's everybody up there? Everybody's doing extremely Where are you right now, William? I'm actually uh, at home in Fort Worth, Texas. In Fort Worth, Texas. And it's warmer there. <laughs> yeah, I bet it's warmer there than really, here, William really Lee. Getting on the cold. It's nasty. Comedian William Lee Martin has two brand new stand up specials that are being released by the Comedy Dynamics Network via Apple TV, Amazon Prime Video, Google Play, Dish, Direct TV, Spectrum, and more. William Lee Martin standing in the middle gives you an insight to a middle aged, middle class man living in the middle of a city, in the middle of Texas, in the middle of America. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of midly there, William. Well, it kind of is. You know, the, the whole idea, though, uh, is that, uh, you know, everybody was talking so much politics. And the way I look at it is 10% of the country's on the far, far right, 10% on the far, far left. Yep. 80% of us, the majority, are in the middle just wishing the other 20% would shut up so we can all get on with our own lives. Amen, brother. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, William Lee. You're my kind of guy. I just don't understand. Here, here's the problem I have with William, and then I promise I just want to hear your entire take on it because I think it's a very smart stance to take. The problem I have with it is everybody is so upset. They can't sleep. People are running stop signs because they're not paying. Everybody's so distracted by the hatred being spewed by the far left and the far right. This has got to end. It's, it's just not good for the country. Well, I, I think it absolutely is uh, Pandora's box. I, I think that... Uh... Now, that's why we also started a, a podcast of our own called A Stand-Up Dad. And, uh, uh, you know, because uh, forever my agent and my manager was like, you know, we ought to do a podcast. And, and I really didn't know what I would want to talk about. And then mm-hmm. we did. We asked 19 different people, other than comedian, how would you describe me? And they, uh, they all said the same thing, either dad or father. 
I thought, you know, that's what we need to start talking about. Because if you ever want to stop school shootings, racism, and uh, bullying in schools, uh, it doesn't start with Congress or the White House. It starts with conversations in our own houses. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I really think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that fathers really haven't been stepping up as much as we should. There's a lot of guys that do a great job, obviously, but there's a lot of guys that are just absolutely letting uh, uh, that job slip by. And I think that's what has to do a lot with what's going on with the country. You know, William Lee, I will tell you some of the stat that just did come out. Did you know that almost all of the violent crime committed in America is committed by people who where the father's not in the home? It's true. Almost all of it. Absolutely. Yeah, so these fathers walking away on their kids are, are killing people. It's literally killing people, but they do it anyway. I never understood it. Well, it's it, you know, there's there's been a for the last 35 years or so, there's just been a, a constant uh, pull away by dads, and I, and and some of it has to do with the fact that we don't have a good dad. Some of it has to, you know, I don't like to blame the media for a lot of stuff, but you know, when I was growing up, probably when you were growing up, it was fathers knows best, and now every time it's on television, dad doesn't have a clue. <laughs> My father doesn't know anything anymore. That's true. No, you're absolutely right. That is true. The kids always uh, in the roles of, uh, you know, even on Disney, the role of uh, the kids, they're always smarter than the parents mm-hmm. and because they're playing to that audience. And, and uh, you know, maybe maybe we need to relook at all those things. I think it's a great idea. And I think everybody sitting at this table agrees with you because they're all looking at me like, yeah, we'll see. You know, we talk actually, William, we talk about this stuff all the time on this show, the fact that. Well, I gave an example. There was a story this morning on local media in Minnesota that said that the uh, f- half of the lakes in Minnesota are uh, exceed the level, the acceptable levels of uh, mercury. And I th- thought, and I asked the question. I said, "Did you lower the standards?" Because they didn't mention that in the story. They had lowered right. the standards from fifty parts to ten parts. Well, now all of a sudden, I'm surprised that a hundred percent of the lakes aren't uh, beyond the pale. You know. Well, it, it, I mean, you run into it in simple government. You run into it as simple as, you know, you have three developments of houses going up, and yet nobody has the forthright to even go, hey, maybe maybe a two-lane road's not going to be able to handle all these folks. So <laughs> okay, uh, it would be nice <laughs> if our leadership in America, and I don't do a whole lot of politics, but it would be nice if they would start looking at what really is going on in the long term and how we're going to keep this country sustained other than trying to figure out who's wrong and who's right and who can point a finger at each other and make the other one look bad so they can stay in office. Yeah, that's exactly right. Catherine, tell them what you just told me this morning. Oh, I don't think I should say names. No, go ahead. Okay, so an official, (laughs) an official, Donald Trump, local, local official, He had been um, elected, and he was against something that the Met Council, we have this thing in Minnesota called the Met Council, and they're un- unelected, uh, very powerful people. And it, the, in my opinion, there's a lot of cronyism that goes on with this. Um, and uh, he didn't want something that they wanted. And the Met Council told him, if you want anything, anything in the future, you're going to vote yes on this topic, or your city's going to get nothing. Wow. That's a great right. way to run, the, run a state, isn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. And these aren't even elected people that can tell no, a appointed. mayor what to yeah. do. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. 
Pretty amazing, William. So there's that. Well, again, that's why I think it starts at home. And, you know, uh, my wife and I have five kids. We're uh, not good Catholic. We're just really bad Methodists. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good line, Will Lee. Thanks. It's in the special. You know, I, 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 I do funny stuff, too. So. I do oh, funny I, stuff, too. Well, that's good. I actually live in Texas, and, uh, you know, I'm a fifth-generation Texan, five-generation. My family's actually been here in Texas. Since my uh, uh, since Mexico was giving away uh, land grants to Anglos to come settle here, wow! So you oh, know we yeah. didn't steal it from anybody, but you know we knew a guy. <laughs> <laughs> we knew a guy. Will Lee, so, have you ever? The only word I've never liked being called is a redneck, and I tell you why. I was probably nine years old, and I came home crying. I said, "Daddy, they were calling me a redneck." He said, "Boy, you're a cowboy." I said, "What's the difference?" He said, "Acreage." <laughs> When are you coming to town, Willie? We got to we got to get you to come to town. Well, let's find a venue. You know, I like to play uh, 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 theaters that are uh, somewhere you know around that five hundred to seven hundred fifty seat theater. Northrop Auditorium, so baby. There, let's pass it on and. Let's get a date up there. Although the, I was going to recommend the North Auditorium, but you you don't uh, go for far right or far left, and I don't think you want to play that far left venue at North Auditorium. Yeah, stay off the college yeah. campus. Stay off yeah. the college yeah. campus. The state yeah. would be better. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've already, I've already put four kids through college. I'm not going to go back myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are a lot of venues to get that done. Absolutely. Oh, you definitely got to come. People would love to hear but your But definitely rap. wait till at least April. Yeah, <laughs> wait till April. Though. You're right. Uh, Willie, you, don't have, you don't have a coat heavy enough. I need a take a break quickly can you hang with us for another segment absolutely wonderful will lee martin comedian william lee martin has two stand-up specials debuting in time for the holidays we'll talk more with will lee about that right after this tom bernard here with ceo of north american banking company michael bilski great to have you here michael always a pleasure to be with you tommy so you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The X-Chat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The X-Check app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. X-Check. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. 
We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Cassie's kind of kissing up to you, Will Lee, playing a little. God bless Texas. God bless Texas, baby. Why not? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) So, Will Lee, so you you have a couple of specials. I want to hear all about them. Yeah, so uh, about uh, about three years ago, three and a half years ago or so, you know, for the first five years of my career, I worked clean, and then the next 15, you know, we got further and further away from that. And then uh, about three and a half years ago, uh, uh, I was out, you know, I was just, uh, honestly, I was out uh, mowing the grass and, and praying. And uh, I was like, you know, God, why why can't I grab the brass ring? I was a fat, uh, the fifth guy signed the Blue Collar Tour. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I had a CMT special that came out that had all the language in it that you would love to hear. And uh, and 1.7 million people had seen it. But, you know, I just still feel, didn't feel like I was being fulfilled. And I was like, you know, why can't I feel that way? And, and as you and I are talking, uh, the, the answer came, you know, I, I put you on a cruise ship for seven years to work anything out on your career. And the only thing that you were willing to change was your name, and you wanted me to work the miracle. You know, you've been waiting on me. I've been waiting on you. So I made wholesale changes in the act, and and it's still adult. I mean, it's still adult. I just took out all the adult language in it, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, made it a little bit more accessible. Plus, it's a good date night to come out to see the show. And then we went, and we had so much material that we that we had changed and fixed and, and, you know, on the ship themselves, you know, I do a lot of carnival, uh, not only theaters, but I do, you know, out at sea with carnival and they have that punchliner comedy club. And, and I had three and a half hours of material. So we went to take wow. two hours of material, one, a regular one, uh, called standing in the middle. And the other one's called the nutcracker, which is a Christmas special, which 35 minutes of it is based on my vasectomy. So that is, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. But it's also Christmas. And uh, it was a present uh, for my wife. You know, we've got five kids. And uh, so she, that, that's what she wanted one year. And it's turned into a great bit. So, uh, the nutcracker. Honey, what do you want for really? Christmas this year? Uh, you to get a vasectomy. <laughs> you to get a vasectomy. That's what I want this Christmas. This is a gift that keeps on giving for a lifetime. <laughs> Well, it really does. You know, it's, uh, it's because now, uh, you know, there's no inhibitions on my part because now that I can't make a baby, let's do this thing. <laughs> you know, William, I got to tell you something. You just brought a horrible memory back to me by mentioning vasectomies because when I had mine, you know how they cauterize the veins when they're done? Uh, I got to go. <laughs> The smell it's of that, that is the bad. worst odor I have ever experienced in my life. Your own. Well, see, I didn't, I didn't have the carterization. He used oh, uh, the stitches, and at some point, uh, you know, he's like, let me put in two. And at some point, I thought, oh my God, I'm going to look down and see the Nike swoosh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, that might be a good branding option. Yeah, branding. <laughs> Just do it. You could get an endorsement. Just done it. Just done it. How, how done great it. would that be? You walk out on stage, hey, look at my sack. That's great. That's oh wonderful. My. That is wonderful. That would be a good Instagram post anyway. Yes. So, William, do you... I do want to mention... Oh, yeah, I do ahead. want to mention that my wife and I also run a charity called Cowboys of Care Foundation. Oh, that's very uh, nice. We started uh, about eight years ago with a young lady named Ashley Miller. And when I met Ashley, y'all, she was 12 years old and she had a rare form of cancer. And her mom and dad asked me to put my name on a golf tournament to raise some money for her. And I was happy to do that. And then I got to know Ashley and her mom and her dad. And, and her cancer goes into remission. Then it came back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. And she lost her battle, 
with cancer in June of 2011. Since then, we tried to get ourselves involved with pediatric cancer because we have five amazing, healthy kids and four amazingly healthy grandsons, and we knew we wanted to help and just didn't know how. And then one day, I just Googled kids with cancer images, kind of opened it up to the universe, see if I could find an answer. And I had all these big, bright, beautiful faces, beautiful smiles, and bald heads. And in the mirror, I could see my cowboy hat. And that's when it hit me. With these kids in cowboy hats, what seven-year-old wants to wear a wig? What seven-year-old wouldn't want to wear a cowboy hat? All right. We formed Cowboys of Care Foundation, a nonprofit organization, a 501c3, with the sole mission of providing support, smiles, and brand-new hats to kids with cancer. And in the last eight years now, we've given away a little over 9,000 brand-new cowboy hats across the country. That's wow, wonderful. That's Congratulations. Thank that's, you that's, for doing yes, that. thank you. Yeah. Well, and I mention it because we also have a new program as well called the Request a Hat Program. So before we'd have to come to the hospital and make the visit and we'd bring rodeo stars and we still do that. That's a big part of our program. But now we've developed this thing called a request to hat. So God forbid if, if one of your listeners out there has a child that's going through what we're talking about, you can simply go to cowboyswhocare.org and hit the request a hat button and fill out the little form and we'll send that child a brand new cowboy hat free of charge no shipping no handling no nothing you just got to fill out the form and tell us a little bit about what's going on that's great we need more william martins in the world i think well i'm trying to get back into heaven you know uh, (laughs) what i did in the 90s i'm really hedging my bet i'm looking for like a mansion i'm looking for like an efficient the apartment probably have to get a job if i'm there sure. oh, no you're in you're in texas i thought you were in heaven yeah <laughs> well i don't know if you've ever been here in the summertime but i, I think that describes hail I, uh, I, li- I lived in grand prairie did you really for one year yeah, i didn't know that one year that was enough where's grand prairie <laughs> right next to arlington right between dallas and fort worth Oh, okay. So spent a lot of fun it, times at the it stockyards. It absolutely is. It's, yeah. it's right there by Six Flags. Yes. Yep. Six Flags and 110 degrees. And now there's all over yeah. uh, the uh, entire country. And uh, we were in St. Louis, and we went to Six Flags. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. all the employees, why do they call it Six Flags? And nobody had any idea. They don't know why it's called Six Flags? And they work Do you all know why it's called Aren't Six they, Flags? I thought they were the territories in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it was the six flags that have flown over the uh, uh, over Texas. So that would be the U.S. That would be uh, uh, Mexico. That would be the Confederacy. That would be I know, and that's still part of the flags that they have out. Uh, that would also be uh, uh, heck. I don't know now, but there's six. <laughs> well, of them. The, the U.S. Well, the Texas flag, right? Yeah, yeah. I, U.S. Texas. Uh, Spain, Mexico, Spain, uh, and Spain. Uh, Mexico. Yeah. And Iceland. Republic of Texas. <laughs> Vermont. Frank. Vermont. Yes, in Vermont. Yes. <laughs> that was the other Vermont. one. Vermont. Well, that's why they call it that. And, and uh, so you would think if you worked there, you would at least ask somebody somewhere in orientation. Yes. Why do we call this place? See, I thought, it, I literally thought it was six different territories in the state of Texas. So I was wrong about that. <laughs> See, the more you laughing. ask, the more you know. Yeah. That's the more you ask, the more you know. And I feel much better about myself as we speak. I will tell you that. I think it's William. I'm not kidding you. We got to get you up here. I think you'd be a big hit up here because we don't hear a lot of that uh, middle ground stuff up here, which no. we're all well, very, very big fans of. Well, and you know, we talk a lot about uh, the family and, and and growing up and 
And, you know, I tell young comics all the time, quit trying to be funny and just report the funny. Because yeah. what happens to us are, are the funniest things. Uh, you know, God has obviously uh, got a sense of humor. And if you don't believe me, I have two words for you. Yao Ming. <laughs> right. He made six billion people under five foot tall, and he made one eight and a half foot tall. <laughs> Apparently God's a prop act. Hey, he's all covered. Yao Ming, eight and a half feet tall. You can pick him out in the crowd, though. That's nice. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, and, and the things that happen to our, our everyday lives are funny. My dad called me three days ago. He's he's almost 80. He turns 80 on uh, on November the 22nd. And he called me. He was flying from Chicago back down to Dallas. And uh, uh, he went up there for a funeral. And he goes, you know, son, I was just on a miracle flight. And I said, why did you say that, Pop? He goes, before we got on, they said, anybody who needs extra time, come on. And uh, 35 people in a wheelchair got on first. And then we landed in Dallas and Fort Worth, and every one of them son of a guns walked off of there. <laughs> well, that's apparently right. Jesus was on flight 1408 today, healing everybody. Jesus, he- Jesus healing everybody. Healing everybody. Will Lee Martin, ladies and gentlemen, comedian William Lee Martin has two stand-up specials debuting in time for the holidays. William, we'll get you. We've got to get you booked up here. you got to come to town, sir, all right? Love to. Yeah, well, let's thank- talk about that off the air. We will get that done, absolutely. Thank you, sir. You bet. And they can find any of that stuff at williamleemartin.com. They can download uh, this, uh, the one special's already out, and uh, the other one comes out on December the 10th. So uh, they can download it at williamleemartin.com. Love it. Thanks, Will. Thanks, bud. Good day, sir. Bye-bye. How do we? Fi- how'd you find Will Lee Martin? Um, I got a press release for him. I'm oh, like, you did? Oh, I got to get him booked. He's, oh, he's, he was terrific. I watched some of his YouTube stuff. I'm like, oh, Tom would love him. I do, because um, he's not obnoxious about it. He's just like, hey, you know, who we're does trying he to live our sound life. just like? Sound just like. Uh, he sounds like an actor. Ah, uh, he's not. I was listening. I was trying to play. He sounds like, a little like Matthew McConaughey. A little that's not who I was all right, thinking. All right, all right, all right, all right. No, that's not it. Nah, I I know what you're talking about. Can't think of it. He does. He, you know, who sounds a lot like is another comedian. Uh, he was one of the one of the blue collar comedy guys. He does a commercial now for some in, insurance company. Yeah, about Bill Engvall. Bill Engvall. Oh, that's yeah, exactly Bill. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Sound, sounds kind of yeah. like Bill Engvall in a way. Bill's a good guy. There's your sign. I heard you interviewing Mo Rocca this morning. He's, he he's was fun. good. Mo Rocca was I, great. I know you hate public radio, but there's a show called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. He's a regular on it, and he's really good. No, no, I like him. Look, I don't like CBS News either, but he's on there, and I like... I, yeah. No, he's Mo's funny. a very funny yeah. guy. And he's a smart guy, too. Mobituaries. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote a book called Mobituaries, which he takes, you know, like Herbert Hoover's obituary mm-hmm. and reports on, you know... All the things he actually went through and did, but because people think that Herbert Hoover was a disaster, but he wasn't. The whole con- economy collapsed after eight months in office, and that, you can't blame that on a guy who's only been there for eight months. So well, we just did. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's true. We just did. That's very true. Obama got a little on him, I think. Damn it! Just a little, just a little, but it all works out in the end. Um, we all, all the uh, the people in this room, the seven people in this room right now, survived the first day of the impeachment hearing. So I'm really glad that all of that, just that overwhelming evidence on both sides. Oh, it's like, what a joke. Have you watched any of this? No. 
Not even a minute. Honestly, it, th- there's nothing there on either side. Is it a nothing burger? It's a nothing burger, <laughs> honey. That's exactly what it is. I just, I don't understand. Why do we have to do this? Why, why, why? Because that's what was promised. And, of course, CNN, it's over for Trump. Fox, it's over for Adam Schiff. It's like, God. What is well, it? Well, I just think, you know, legally, okay, so Clinton was impeached, but he wasn't convicted. Right. Yeah, it's correct. So, Eve, so, and that was because. He uh, lied to Congress. He lied, he lied to Congress. To Congress. Yeah. He clearly should have probably been convicted. He should have been since convicted. He was, yeah. you yeah. know, technically mm-hmm. lied molest- to Congress. <laughs> molesting interns. That yeah, would have been nice. <laughs> Look, I mean, it's a situation. The, 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 the Republicans brought this upon themselves. They should have never tried to impeach Bill Clinton because it was never going to happen. Oh, this is payback for Clinton? Absolutely it is. And just like this, they're never going to convict Trump. If this is all pissing away taxpayer money on their egos. That's all this is. Facebook posting my uh, cousin in Vermont who's an attorney. And we were talking about the hearings. I Boy, said, all you that know, horrible it's... crime in Vermont that yeah. he has to take care of. Huh? Well, she does family, uh, oh, she does family? Uh, okay. family stuff. So. All right. Um, and we were talking back and forth, and I said, you know, it's just attorneys boring other attorneys in front of cameras. It's really horrible. I said, I kind of miss the uh, Mc- James McCord and the White House plumbers, at least the Watergate earrings. These guys were pretty funny. They were funny. Well, exactly. you know, we didn't think we were going to get caught. <laughs> they didn't think we were going to get caught. Oh, Tom, you put, it, you put it the right way, that it's professional wrestling for po- politicians. It is. Yeah. I, I wish wrestling. they would just get in the ring. Just get in the ring already. Almost all of them are attorneys in the House. Yeah, they are. Yeah. That's what it is. Adam well, Schiff de- was Harvard Law, I think. Democrats are all attorneys. Well, a lot of Republicans in- are, too. Most are presidents have been. Yeah, sure. Are they now? Yeah, I don't know. Adam Schiff, I, I just, here's the two things I wish. I wish Donald Trump would shut up. Not Why happen. are you commenting during the hearing? Well, and then get off of Twitter for Christ's sake! And then he said in a press conference that he was too busy with the Turkish president to even watch it. So I know dude, you're live tweeting. You're live <laughs> tweeting, you liar! And then if Adam Schiff could get his eyes a little more wide open, that'd be really great. I think he needs Jesus, some Ray Bans. Like, what maybe is with got, those maybe eyes? Maybe he's got Graves' disease or whatever. He's got that some is. disease. I can guarantee what you that. If he is really not doing his own tweets, think about it. Well, he might what not if, be. That's what if true. his wife has <laughs> run Melania? his Twitter account? Actually, think about it. I read an article. Think about it. With all of, I mean, the grammar is terrible. That, um, is. There are some White House staff members that do some of that tweeting. It's Absolutely. just a whole oh, do they really? Yeah. They've copied his style. Uh, sure. his spelling, so. God, don't do that. It's That's a big enough. mistake. I don't know. Why do they have to do it? It's Obama's fault. You know, he ran the first modern campaign in 08, and he was the first guy to use Twitter and social media, and then Donald Trump shows up and he goes, all right, hold my beer, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch this exactly. I mean, but in this day and age, nobody's going to not use social media. Yeah, I, and, right. I don't use well, it. Well, I mean, for a, a politician, no way. Politicians are definitely going to use yeah. it. And I'm, and I'm going to say that I don't think it was Donald Trump saying, hold my beer and watch this. I think it was Donald <laughs> Trump's people who said, hey, we got he, he bet on his people. Well, no, he'd always, he'd always, uh, Trump had always been pretty active on Twitter. I mean, back he? till 2010 or 12. I follow him. But to really just to put read the, the responses. campaign together? Yeah, I mean, I to really orchestrate what happened there? I don't know. I somehow know that I will get by no matter who's elected, no matter who's found guilty or innocent. I'll somehow be able to live my life. I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's going to be so difficult. We'll be right back with the family. 
Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, the Ultimate Weight Loss Program, powered by Nutmos, is having an early holiday sale. Well, you'll receive 20 to 30% off the cost of the program. Shed those unwanted pounds and look great before the holidays get here. Lose 20 pounds or more. Consumer guarantee. See website for details, ultimatewl.com. Ultimate's plan is unlike any other weight loss program out there. With over 1 million pounds lost to date, and clients like me will tell you that this is a weight loss program that works. This plan is customized for each individual person, and the Ultimate Weight Loss staff will be there for you every step of the way. They help me change my life, and they can help you too. Start to live your healthiest life and schedule an immediate consultation in their new Edina location or Plymouth with expanded hours. And look great for the holidays. Sale ends Saturday, November 9th. Call now and save. 763-333-7337. So basically what happens in life, ladies and gentlemen, is whether you believe there's a God or not, it really doesn't matter. It could either be religious or social that uh, that men are challenged by being outnumbered almost two to one on a podcast on the 14th of November, 2019. <laughs> why, why, why does that make you nervous, dear? Just yeah, one, what's wrong with you? Well, just one of <laughs> you is like not funny. I'll, let me just say that. I get criticized enough just from you. Uh, so imagine uh, times five. Give me a break. You'd kind of like to be the new 10% of the lake levels of mercury. I am. <laughs> That's me. No, it doesn't make me nervous. I think it's great. Oh, okay. But I didn't know Katie and Jay Marie knew one another. I didn't know that. Absolutely. How do you know her? <laughs> How far back do we go? Uh, Does this have to do with the square groupers, the cocaine bales down in Florida? (laughs) Well, much after that. uh, (laughs) Much after that. (laughs) Through some nonprofit events, I think, at the University of Minnesota, women's athletics. Yep. A lot of good things. Rebuilding together Twin Cities. Rebuilding together Twin Cities. Probably our first, and then, yeah. Yeah. So basically, you're both telling me I should get off my ass. That's what you're saying. Oh, I did this, Charity, and then I did this, and then I did this other. I think you do quite a bit. Cancer for small kids in Bolivia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, huh? yeah, yeah. I was listening to the Beatles on the way over. <laughs> Actually, I was listening to Christmas music on the way over. Love 105 is already doing Christmas I know. music. Are they really? Phenomenal. Before Thanksgiving. It's I know. phenomenal. It's fantastic. I know I turned it on all of a sudden I hear Elvis' is Blue Christmas. I'm like, oh my well, God. I was on the way over here today. Yeah. Blue Christmas by the pretzel. Wonderful song. It's a great song. No doubt about it. What's that look, Doug? It's a silly song. It, it really is. It is a silly Blue song. Blue Christmas? It's I weird. think that they just said, all right, we're a little short this month for the mortgage payment. <laughs> if you're How about you do this one? Here, I, but I do love the Jordanaires, the people that sing back up in the vo- backup mm-hmm. vocals. Did you ever see him 60s. live? No, I've never. I've seen films of him live, but oh, I've, yeah. I've never seen him perform. St. Paul Civic Center, about a month or two before he died, he was at St. Paul Civic. Yeah, maybe it was longer than that, but not much oh, longer. So it was sad, Elvis. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. No, he worked his ass off that night. But oh, he, he has a guy in the Jordanaires. 
sweaty. He sang the song. Remember the song "Way Down"? No, I don't. No, how does it reason. go, Tom? Oh, that guy, honest to God, and I can't do it. But he goes like, and Alice be going way down, we're going way down, and all of a sudden the guy would go way down. <laughs> he hit this note. Have you heard it? Yes. Oh absolutely. my God! I don't, it's like his testicles must be this. <laughs> honest to God. It's and, and if you're there live, your chest started going. It's because wow. there's, there's women in the room. He had to bring them up. Talk about <laughs> bring up Elvis? No, your testicles. Oh, the te- what my testicles? Oh, they were his testicles. testicles. <laughs> a big difference. Were they, have they been cauterized? Yeah. He just had yes. to say the word. Had they been, more comfortable. Had they been cauterized? That's there's too much estrogen in the room. Testicles! Testicles! <laughs> God, I'm Anybody so got any raw meat? Well, hey, normally it's a sausage party in here. So oh, yeah. what, sausage party. what does that wow. say about a self-fulfilling process? Right? <laughs> we got going in here anyway. I'd like to know, ladies and gentlemen. For the second day in a row, my head, headphones ran out of juice. What the oh, hell's that all? Because you have to recharge them. It's because of my hollow head. Just sucks all the energy right out. <laughs> hey, don't come to my defense down there. I looked down the table and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that must be it. Yeah, don't worry about my feelings. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. It's the mercury in the water that you spent so much time in. Those much lower levels, yes, that's exactly what it is. But in any case, so what? you're going to do car selling secrets, Jay Marie. Yeah. I think that's, why would you get that idea? What, car selling secrets or Jay Marie? Well, Jay Marie came, came to the, come together. He came to the to the event that our house yeah. is are there, and that, so is that well, she knows everybody idea? in town. Well, you do know everybody in town. That's true. I will. When I'm we old. get to car selling secrets, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell the story of how we met back in two thousand and eight sure. or nine. I it was can't a long wait time to ago. hear it. You remember? <laughs> you remember? Was it at a bar? <laughs> no, it was not. No, it was not. It was very serious, actually. You were very oh, serious. Oh, okay. We'll tell. We're just going to save yeah, the story. This is what is they call in the business a teaser. Why don't you do uh, Jay Marie a favor, like you did me, and pass that uh, paragraph to have her read it? Well, maybe she knows the story. That is a but, very, very so, cool story. Now that I'm a Gopher football fan, I jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. After Welcome. They really know nine 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 about time. I was curious about this whole row the boat thing, and I figured it was just sort of a jingo. Do you know the story behind it? Not entirely. All right, so read this outlined without crying. Without crying. Out loud. Because I oh, teared yeah, up. Are there big words? Yes, there's a box no. of tissues right there. I'm sorry, there. the print's Thank small. You. That does scare me. You have tissues right there. Yeah. Um, Let's see. As you hold your son as he passes away. You gotta start See? here. He's <laughs> like, no. Everybody read this. You don't have to. You don't have to be tortured by Doug. Cruel initiation into the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Yeah, you yes. promised you'd be nice to me. Yeah, Doug. Okay. Lied. On February 9th, 2011, Fleck lost his second son, Colt, to a heart condition. Row the boat originated after his son passed away. As you hold your son as he passes away, your whole life changes what you believe in, how you've believed in it, and what you've done to that point, where you're going to go and how you're going to live, your life all changes. Uh, Bob, is really my second son's life as I continue to his life, live his life for him. It's his life. See, I'm sitting between two crybabies. Oh, yeah, you are sitting between <laughs> two crybabies. What a great story, though. I know. This is a podcast. No, I swear it, Doug. More. I know. That's the problem. Oh what? Gosh. I'm supposed to hate everyone. Or, or Doug, you could say you're sitting between two masters at reading That's right. cold copies. Yes, oh, yeah. Thanks for the... 
Yeah, thanks for that. Doug. Yes. You did very well. You Thank did. You. you did a I wonderful. The test. Nice reading. Is there anywhere test coming? <laughs> I have seen people that cannot read. Actually, they can't read. Oh yeah, or uh, read out loud. You they know, can't. They just, oh yes. Really? Well, you've heard. Well, if you I'm don't do it, I have a particular. You have to do it. You have to read out loud. I cannot. The second part is the boat. The boat is the. You know, like that. Yeah. Well, I cannot say who it was, but. Uh, Cancer and I were with another couple, and we were playing uh, Trivial Pursuit. Bilski? One no. Bilski. Well, Bilski can't read at all. <laughs> <laughs> but he's real good at numbers. He's real good at numbers, yeah. He's really good with numbers, though. That's exactly right. But I am not kidding you. He literally would read. Okay, I'll just read off of here uh, and, and just go along. Grew, grow, growing Oh, no. You know what? You shouldn't Reg- make Reg- fun of Dana like that. He was reading the cards, and we couldn't. We didn't <laughs> even know what he was saying. We had no idea what he was We didn't know what the question was. We're like, we don't understand. And what then is get this? mad. Dyslexia? No. No, stupidity. And I didn't date him. And I didn't date him. Well, you might have. We'll talk about it. Okay, well, that's good. That's really good news that you didn't date him. No, honestly, God, you couldn't even understand what words he was trying to read. No, that's painful. That's tough. Uh, yes, honestly, God, it was not fun. Well, I'm I'm glad I passed. There were no big words. Yeah, no, there are no uh, big words in there. You were the second hour. We'll get into get into the big, big words. Katie words. brought in some Dr. Dana books. You can read through those. <laughs> Doctor, he does. He does hate to read in public. Or does really? he really? He really doesn't like it oh, very much that. at all. What? I love it. Why? Yeah. I mean, you can speak. More me now. He just doesn't. <laughs> in your business, that's good. Yeah, it is good in my business. It doesn't flow Okay, for so him. it's like what I was doing. It doesn't it, flow it, for it, him. It, yeah. and, oh, and it doesn't? It doesn't flow for him. And I'm reading. I mean, he he lo- he likes to read. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people just um, can't do it. They're just bad Obviously, he's done really well right. with, you know, medical <laughs> journals and yeah. things like that. But I think it's not everybody's forte. No. Right. I just, I, I don't know, I just love the whole, the, I love language, always have. And I think I'm a, some of that had to do with my sister Bobby and my sister-in-law Colleen. They, they were on me, because I said ain't in front of them once, and that was the only time. Mm. I said, don't ever say that again, you sound like a moron. Got a smackdown. I got a smackdown <laughs> for saying ain't. But, uh, well, Vince Flynn, I mean, he... He was dyslexic, yeah. yeah he never yeah. read anything no, at, a, at a book promotion. <clears throat> really? He, because he was so dyslexic, he couldn't do it. He said, I'll sound like a stupid idiot. I yep. will not do it. <clears throat> yeah, not going to happen. Yeah, true. I miss Vince. Damn it. I know. It's a tough road to hoe right there. Well, we went to the cathedral for... Uh, church on Sunday. Oh my God, tell your kids to shut up. Last time I was at the two weeks ago, Dan wasn't Saying that was my reaction as well. Wow. I, uh, look, uh, okay, (laughs) full disclosure. He's a closet Christian. (laughs) Full disclosure, I've been getting calls from Jesus every day, and I said, look, Jesus, would you just leave me alone? i got to work. I said, could you just come by? <laughs> Have by you seen the one where, uh, where Jesus gives uh, talks, uh, pops into giving Booney his powers for a day? I cannot even oh tell you how God. funny that show is. <laughs> Black show. Jesus is the funniest show on television. When that gigantic <laughs> Mexican guy walks into the parole officer's office, and the guy looks up, and he's a little tiny white guy, looks at this massive Mexican guy, he goes... Jesus. And he goes, my name is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very. Oh, yeah. Well, they're all dead now. I know. That's terrible. John Witherspoon's dead. Charlie Murphy's dead. And I like Black the Jesus. way that they refer to the uh, 
the com- the, oh. the competitors. It's them yoga bitches. Oh my god! <laughs> they drive around in a convertible so and they have yoga pants on. Funny. Have you seen the show yet, Jamie? No, you've seen it, haven't you, Katie? No. Oh, you gotta watch it. So no, the premise is it's definitely not when, for everybody. When no, does I it, hate it? Disclaimer. When was it done? It's uh, the it's, first it's episode. Season, yeah. season was maybe three or four years ago. So yeah. the premise yeah. is a new is Jesus comes back to Earth in modern times. And he lives in Compton, and he's a drug dealer with his buddies. And he's on parole. And he's six eight, and he has he's, these. Lo- and he's got the he robes. Actually, he's got the locks. Get past the language and the pot smoking and all this cursing, which he doesn't do. He really does say stuff that go. Well, you know, Jesus came. He probably wouldn't show up in Edina. Uh, probably he would be not. hanging out with the poor people, yeah. trying to get them on the right, right path. And it, it, the oh, first season, God. Charlie Murphy plays the landlord, and he's hysterically funny. Sadly, Charlie died, of course. And, yeah. Indeed. But it's, uh, well, it's just it, the conversations it, and the well, stuff and, they get away and with. And the saying. writing is actually quite brilliant because it, it, it takes a look at how white people uh, look at people that live in Compton. Yes. In, they take slams at black and, Christians, and also, too. There's one yes. great yeah. line where this woman goes, Jesus is white, motherfucker. Yeah. So, <laughs> I know. And it also, like, okay, it also well. pokes fun at the, those social constraints yep. inside those communities. It's actually a very brilliantly it's written brilliant. show, but it's a tough it's tough to watch because of the language and just because we're just all programmed to be very uncomfortable with these topics. Try watching it with a, with a woman who works in a Catholic church. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's probably It's always interesting yeah. for Sarah. Oh, she even make it through? She likes it, actually. Oh, does she? You oh. know, every once in a while, she'll just go, oh, You guys, seriously, the two of you have to watch it. I Jesus goes, it's a goes to his parole it's a officer's Let's, house, yep. right? Jesus goes to his parole officer's house. He takes his buddy Booney with him. And Booney's almost as big as he is. Booney's a gigantic black guy, right? And they go over to his parole officer's house. And the parole officer's girlfriend is a white woman who's an expert on Africa. It's hilarious. <laughs> he has all these African masks he's in got, her. Yeah, he's got an African art. She lived in Africa. She's an expert on Africa. And she's telling black people, well, you don't know anything about Africa. I, you know, he's going through this. He goes, like, Booney. You should go to Africa. You'd love Africa. You go, oh, no, man. i got to be honest with you. I like to run. You know, I like to go out and run. And I don't know if I could run in dirt and monkey shit. (laughs) (laughs) One of the running gags is there's an alcoholic. And uh, Jesus cures his alcoholism by making alcohol no no longer effective. And the guy's just mad at him. God damn it, Jesus. You took away the one thing I loved in my life. My alcoholism. (laughs) He was mad at me. He took away my alcoholism. You would, I think you'd love it. I don't it's know, really but you good. But if you do like it, you can't admit it in public. <laughs> you can't? No. Oh, I, I think it's brilliant. You can't. I'm mean, going to miss John Witherspoon. I already miss Charlie Yeah, Murphy. yeah, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. The, I don't know, I, that's, I didn't mean to do it, but I predicted that thing yesterday with, uh, which, which soap was it again? Days of Our Lives? That they fired everyone. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. you hear about this? No, I no. fired them all. I haven't been yeah. on soap news for a while. What happened? Well, Why? they they had they had a a, a party, some sort of a rap or something mm-hmm. party and a promotion. All of the actors and actresses were yep. uh, like invited, not paid. On Saturday, Monday, they were told. You're, You're gone. done. <clears throat> and they all think they're coming back, by the way, and they're not coming back. What happened was, well, and I, I'm very I'm honest about this. Something. I obviously can't talk about the radio part of it, but I can talk about the television part of it. The way they do ratings now for television is a disaster. All of the meters go to poor people. 
Now, that's nice. Poor people need a voice. i got no problem with that, but not the only voice. Well, this will be interesting because I think in the next hour in Car Selling Secrets with my media superstar friend, yeah. we're go. going to be talking about that stuff. I mean, it's a big problem. Yes, I understand that poor people need a voice. People of color need a voice. Everybody needs a voice. But now, of course, being the people we are in America, now they all have the only voice. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's a terrible way to measure audience. And it's killing broadcast television, don't you think, Jay Marie? I think there's lots of angles to that story, Tom. Well, the problem. Well, yeah, you're right about that, because it's the other thing. Television is not funny anymore. God, well, other than Black Jesus. Other than Black Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I still, I yeah. still like, like uh, Silicon Valley's pretty funny. Silicon too. Valley's good. Young Sheldon is good on the. As far as the broadcast side is concerned, Young Young Sheldon's a good show. But there are not a lot of them out there now. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It just. Give me Blue Bloods any day of the I week. I love Blue oh. Bloods. It's a we, great show. Over and over. I love Blue Bloods. I've never missed an episode of Blue Bloods mm. or Criminal Minds. Mm. Like, matter of fact, that is my wheelhouse, the, the, the crime stuff on television. All right, honey. Sorry, she got, I got to go. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. Yeah.